last week on Lore Seekers. I, I know we talked about this off air. I think you've got something you need to grieve. You need to air out. You need to let it go. Let it go. One okay. with the earth and sky. You know what, seriously, I hope your pillow smells like farts. <laughs> I hope you get pink eye from your pillow. That's terrible. That's terrible. What? It's like, don't fall asleep. Yeah, and I, that just lends a lot more to the way that I feel about really? them having something hidden. Yeah, I fully agree. That something is, if something is coming, I can feel it. Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Lore Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Whew. Oh, yeah, man. That's oh. good it's a little warmer today. It is a little, yeah. It is a little There's bit something warmer. in the air. There's something in the air. There is something going on, man. Anticipation. On. Anticipation. Maybe hype. Maybe. Is that it? Maybe. I don't know. Is that what's burning my testicles over the last week? What can I get you? I don't know, but here's the. <laughs> here's Did the I bar- say that on a family-friendly show? <laughs> <laughs> here's the barmaid. Oh dear. Whew. I'm sorry if you heard that. Uh, I'll take a. Uh, I'll take a. I'll take a honey mead, please. Yeah, I'll take one of those with a, with a a bourbon chaser, please. Bourbon's <laughs> the thing lately. Coming right up. Bourbon is definitely the thing lately. Oh my gosh! So, what's been going on, man? How you doing? That is the understatement of the year because you know how I'm doing. Oh, I know. Awesome. I've had an outstanding week in ESO. I've had an outstanding week in life, and um, it's it continues. It's just really good exciting things happening in you know the personal life and the fun life I'm not even gonna say professional life mm-hmm. that too but mm-hmm. uh just really good stuff man it's been a it's been a great week we're gonna get into a lot of the things that have made my week great but um i want to talk about gameplay just a skosh yeah yeah um you and i have both been having an outstanding time have we not yeah, we have. We've been having a yeah. really good time. Yeah, so still in search of that forever character. But we're having a good time, though. <laughs> I'm having a blast. Having a really good time. And Jibs is too. I am back on my Bobo Warden, and we have been uh, researching our own builds throughout the week and testing and playing with different uh, PvP sets and... We're pretty close. I think we're very close. But I will say both Jibs and I on Bobo characters, which if that confuses you, bow on the front bar, bow on the back bar. I have a Warden. Jibs is playing a Nightblade. Both mm-hmm. Bosmer, I will say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably melty on both ends. Mm-hmm. So we'll start off that way. We are glass cannons, 100% glass cannons. So that's kind of what we're feeling out right now. But yesterday we had um, some battlegrounds with Jibs and I where we would focus on one player at a time and absolutely 
dump their life. Oh my seconds. gosh. Yeah. Just <laughs> so much freaking fun. <laughs> just Yeah, man. Yeah. Good time. Just snipe poison arrow and just dead. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, once they caught us, it was over. It was. Like that's pretty pretty quickly. I mean you yeah. could shield all you want, you could you could potion all you want. But we were going down pretty darn quick. And it's just because we're running um, medium sets, mostly medium sets in there. But man, is that fun when you connect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like really looking forward to kind of perfecting that build a little bit as much as we can. Because we got some heels and shields on them on, on that back bar. And I want to take them into Cyrodiil and just wreak havoc. Agreed. 100%. Especially we got, you know, Mid Your Mayhem coming back. You know, we're going to talk about that a little bit Mid-year later. Mid Your Mayhem is coming back. By the time this yep. show releases, it will be back in full swing. And for us, it's tomorrow. So I will absolutely be battlegrounding and Cyrodiilling until I drop. Oh, it is tomorrow. Yeah, for those listening, that'll be, yeah. that'll be Thursday. Uh, I guess yesterday when it started because it was released on Friday. But yeah. Right. Huh. Fantastic. How about you, buddy? Uh, How was your week? Ooh, um, you know, in times past, we've said there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes, but this week has been like kicked into overdrive. There's been yep. so many things happening. <laughs> it's It's been nuts. Um, just the fact that we're actually sitting, able to sit down and do this show right now is a miracle in itself. But, it is, but we're yeah. clutch, dude. Mm. We're so clutch. So clutch. Yeah, it, it's been good, man. You know, the whole Bobo thing you and I have been doing, I've... That's the mm-hmm. most fun I've had in a group ever in Battlegrounds, just yeah. running that build. It's so incredibly fun. Um, I've been taking my sweet time with the new tune I talked about last week. Um, the the one I'm just going through the world, through the zone. Your DK. Th- yeah, my DK. He's level six, and he's going slow, and it's a blast. I- I'm not even done with my first zone yet. Like, like I'm just cruising, and I'll get it done when I get it done kind of thing. And, what zone uh, are you doing? Are you doing the danger zone? Danger zone? No, uh, the um, Rothgar. The that's a good zone to start with. Expansion. Yeah, I've Holy always. Crap, you're gonna be you're gonna be fitty by the time you get out of that zone. <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> There's so much crap to do in that zone. <laughs> Probably right. So um, yeah, you know, I've been doing that and uh, just lore seeker stuff. Loads of lore seeker stuff happening. Yes. You... Lots of lore seeker fun things on the burner mm-hmm. and we'll leave it there mm-hmm. it's good it's fun it is amazing things that we're going to bring to all of you yeah because that's what we do that's right you're gonna love it it's gonna be a good time but anyway oh well it's that time let's get started everyone welcome to the show this is episode nine of the lore seekers podcast we are super stoked to have you here we're your hosts I am Jibs, and I'm joined by my brother, Cash. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to call attention to him, but in our chat room right now is one of our Twitter friends who happens to be a developer for Zoss, Beautiful Jay. Hmm, Beautiful Jay. Thank you, sir, for joining us tonight. That is really... Thanks for hanging, yeah. Cool. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're streaming live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast. You can, if you want to come for the live show, you have that option. It is there for you. We're we're doing this now every week. Turns out we really like it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. So um, I'm really into it because it gives us more of a chance to. Because I think you and I can be genuine enough 
when we're live streaming, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. To interact with our folks. And of course, you guys know that we j we won't type a whole lot in chat while we're doing the show because we want to preserve negative mouse clicks mm. on our final recording. So we'll still re still rechat and interact and stuff, but that's why you don't hear a bunch of uh, mouse clicky clicks and keyboard clicky clicks while we're doing our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, meeting people, chit chatting, and uh, but anywho. So uh, last week on the show, if you were here, episode eight, we actually updated this week. I was a good boy. I was a good host. Uh, we talked Masterly OP's awards for Tiso. We talked. Uh, we brought back Zone Chat that you all seem to love and continue to love and support. And then we talked the Crown Store Showcase, Endrix. and probably my favorite part, to be honest, of that whole episode was the lore lesson on the Mundus Stones. Oh my God! Now you're just feeding my. That was fun. I mean, what <laughs> so better nice. person to deliver that lore lesson? I mean, fantastic. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so this week on the show, holy crap! Do we got some stuff to talk about? Mm -hmm. um, just, just everything surrounding the next expansion that we know that we officially know. Let me lay that out there now. We are not, nor will we ever talk data mines on this show so you don't have to worry about spoilers if you're wanting to avoid the data mines you don't have to worry about it we're not going to talk about it we're only talking what officially is released by zenimax and uh so we look forward to that we're also doing was it i thought you were doing one but then i think we moved on to two at some point are we doing one lore lesson or is it like 1.2 one no we're doing one lore lesson okay and we're doing our, our lore lesson on abner tharn um, who I may or may not have called an a-hole in a text message in between you and I that we posted on Twitter because it was funny. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to do a... It's kind of a shorter lore lesson because this is a whopper of an episode. There's so much information mm -hmm. um, that we're going to go over and speculate and talk about. But we're going to do a short lesson to reintroduce everybody to Abner Tharn. And then we're going to do an explanation of something that's very confusing to a lot of people. And it was to me, but I did the homework yeah. and now it's not so confusing to me anymore. So we're going to talk about dragon breaks. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you ready? I'm always ready. Yeah, me too. All right. Let me grab my stuff. Whew. Okay. All right. So, uh, I'm just going to lay this out here now, everyone. There is a lot to talk about. I don't know how really we're talking before the show off the air, how we could frame this, but there is just so much coming in about <laughs> what we're going to be discussing regarding the expansion that there's right. really like no point A to point B. So we're just going to kind of lay it out there. And we're just going to talk about it because there is quite a bit. Um, so real quick though, we were gonna do a full on just discussion about this. I'm gonna put this paper down. I'm waving it around like I'm teaching or something. Um, we were gonna do a whole bit on mid year mayhem, but considering everything <laughs> that was teased this past week, we're just gonna kind of gloss over this real quick. So fight for your alliance. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do a pro tip on it. It's PVP. There you go. Okay, yeah. moving on. Lots of PVP. <laughs> Lots of PvP, so uh, fight for your alliance or yourself during the Mid-Year Mayhem PvP event. This coming to us from ESO Official. So it was only just a little... I was looking at our show notes from Volume 2, and it was July 
I want to say 21st, or maybe it was 11th. It was 11th or 21st that the last Mid-Year Mayhem began. And so here we are, you know, fast forward six months, and it's getting ready to start up again. It's going to... Oh, it's been six months? I know. Does, it, tell me that does not Holy feel like crap, it, right? crap, man. We're, time is flying by. Agree. We're coming up on a year of this show, almost. I mean, it's... Where we're like, uh, I think we're month number nine, ten. I, the way we structure yep. these episodes, I always forget how many episodes we've actually done and how long we've been. Around. Yeah, time flies when you're waiting for the next crown crate season. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> like, oh crap, when's the next one? <laughs> all right, I drained my bank account. I'm ready for the next one. Yeah. Um. All right. So anyway, J- July. Uh, what was it? I have July 10th through January 21st is Minyar May. <laughs> no, it's June, uh, January 10th through January 21st. You're an epic show noter. I am. Luckily for you, I don't read the show notes until we start the show. Yeah, so. you, you get it easy. You get, the, you get to do all the, well, the studying what? of the lore lessons. Yeah, but you know what's funny about that? It's like what's Jibs up? and I pay very close attention to everything that's going on in the ESO world throughout the week. I mean, there's several text messages and phone calls and all kinds of stuff that go on behind the scenes while we prepare for a show. So we don't have like a set show meeting or we don't have like a planning session. It just like I sent him a text message. Dude, did you see that? Let's put it in the show. Dude, this is what the Lord lesson is on this week. Everything starts with dude, by the way. And it just kind of works out that way that by the time we sit down to do the show together, we just, we've absorbed ESO all week long. So it's like, it's just easy. We just pop in and talk about ESO. Exactly. So, so if you want to win uh, bonus rewards, just a crap ton of alliance points, get involved in this event. We're going to have it all linked over at lordseekerspodcast.com. Um, long story short, you get an XP buff. 100% buff on the Alliance War, Imperial City, and Battlegrounds. Two, your XP gains for player kills and Alliance points gained. Um, there's a quest chain. If you've never done that before, you pick that up through the the quest starter, and uh, it'll walk you through it. But, um, yeah. You get can, to learn a little bit about Pell and a White Streak. Yeah, yeah, you sure do. You get uh, Also, you can earn the Mid-Year Victor's Laurel Wreath collectible as well. And then returning again is the, is it Polina or Polina? I think it's Polina. Am I, am I? I, uh, That would be Pelinal's ferocity. Pelinal? Well, where's the L? All right. Anyway. uh, Well, that's, it's your show notes. So I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) It's not Polina Whitestrake. It's Pelinal Whitestrake. If you want to Fail number one for you. (laughs) Uno mas. Well, we're 25 minutes in. Fantastic. Uh, Solid. So anyway, mid-year boon boxes are back. You can I'll list these for you real quick. If you want to earn transmute crystals, alchemy reagents, consumables, motif pages for the Akaviri and Alliance styles, uh, style items. Oh, that's in there twice. Uh, Cold Harbor siege weapons, prismatic runestones, and housing items. Then I suggest you get involved in this event. I am so out of transmute stones. Oh man, me too. This these Black new classes badly. we're working on. Badly out of transmute just, stones. Just robbed me of all of all transmute stones. You know what else I got robbed of? What's Last that? night, I think I told you this morning in my, my coffee-fueled sermon of a text that I sent you. Mm-hmm. 30 
um, Undaunted Keys last night. Oh my god! For looking for one effing shoulder piece, <laughs> I like literally flipped off the RNG. Oh, are that's, you serious? That's so funny. Sometimes I get it. I'm not kidding you. Sometimes I get it in one key. Yeah, and me too. Sometimes it takes me forty. Yeah, it's a lot I'm of totally dungeons, there. yo. Agreed. Um, so anyway, this now something to note here that we do need to talk about. This is the first event of the new year that allows you to pick up the Endric Berries. If you want to evolve your Endric Mount, we talked about that last week, okay? If you don't know what that is, go look at uh, last week's show posting. All the links are there. Learn how to evolve your Endric Mount. Um, Short story, if you want your Endric to have blue balls, pick up the blueberries. There you go. There you go. It's done. There you go. Uh, What's her name? I forget her name. The um, the lady will be back. The uh, the one you turn these into, you pick up the tickets. What's her name? Help me out. Uh, Impresario. Yeah, the impresario. There she is. That's not her name. That's her title. Oh, that's her title. Oh, jibs. Well, isn't well? I think her actual name is Polina, isn't it? Are you being? Maybe. Yes. No. Now you're smiling. Shut up, Donnie. You're out of your element. <laughs> the rug really brought the <laughs> really brought, brought the room, room together. together man. <laughs> Shut up, Donnie. You're out of your element. All right. <sighs> Crap. Sorry. Big Lebowski. So good. Um, all right. So there is that. We'll have again all that linked. And I'm sorry we're kind of glossing through this, but we've got a stupid amount to talk about here. Um, so next up on the docket, if you have never done this before in Twitch chat, I'm going to put this in here for you right near, right near while you're hanging out here. So anyway, heading, uh, going on over at uh, MMORPG.com, be sure to visit the site. We got the Player Choice Awards going on right now, and ESO is a part of that. Get in there, vote, get them up there as high as they possibly can be because they deserve it. It was a fantastic year. Um, for ESO, one of the best. They knocked it out of the park with every expansion. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. So anyway, get on over there, vote, cast your votes, and uh, help them help them out. Um, but anyway, so from here on out, we're going to be talking speculation for the next expansion. Okay, and Cash, if you listen. I mean, if they've listened to any of our episodes prior, we've talked, we've voiced our concerns, we've had uh, things that we would like to see. And then, I guess, just to start this out here, all of a sudden, on Twitter one day, somebody gets a tablet in the mail. Out of nowhere. And uh, there was a letter that was attached to that. And... Um, feel free to jump at any time because I, you know, we're just framing this out for him. But so anyway, there's a letter, and turns out, old Abner Tharn has been around, and uh, somehow he got their address. But in the time being, he got my address, and I'll just read this letter because I got one in the mail actually today, and it says, "Adventurer, I have followed your progress with interest and deems you worthy of rendering assistance." Knowledge has come into my possession that will help end the misguided Three Banners War. Sounds like he's not really into the war, huh? And restore peace to Tamriel. You shall. Super weird. You shall accompany. He wouldn't be. (laughs) Right? You'd think he'd be all about that. Uh, Be ready to answer my summons. 
and answer it quickly. I hate to be kept waiting. Hi, Chancellor Abner Tharn. Good old Abner. Out of nowhere. Yep. I'm really sorry for calling you an a-hole, Abner. Because a courier visited me too, and I'm kind of showing, <laughs> I'm kind of showing the folks at home yeah. what was sent today, and what absolutely look. I'm 43 years old, and I freaking squeed for about five minutes when this thing showed up, and there's nobody home. <laughs> My cats. I squeed. I could not believe that that was delivered to my home. So first of all, let's get this out of the way. First of all, to Zoss, blown away. Super humbled. Yes, thank that you. That you feel what we are doing here at our show was worthy of this type of recognition, like so far beyond what I could imagine. Um, so thank you for that. Um, I know yep. Jibs felt the same way. Yep. Um, we're just two nerds that love Elder Scrolls and love to podcast. And why not podcast about something you love? Right. Equals a show every week that we love to do in a, in a game that we'd love to play. That being said, the way that this was done was so incredibly mysterious. And like, I'm a lore dude. Yeah. I think that's pretty obvious by now. Right. I'm a lore dude. We're both lore dudes. So to get... To even see that on Twitter for the first time was almost like this is going to be really terrible. But the way that this, what it reminded me of was in Star Wars Galaxies all those years ago when I was running around in a city and saw the very first Jedi. Shut up. Yes. Do you remember that? Dude, I wasn't there for that game, but I remember having a similar experience in Swotor for the first time. All I'm everybody, saying. well, wait a minute. Everybody was Jedi's in Swotor. It doesn't matter. Don't ruin it for me. Oh, you're so uncalled for. It's terrible. <laughs> Jesus. Well, my moment with Swotor was when you took your knee, the knee, and you became an apprentice under the dark, a dark lord, and then you got your lightsaber. That to me was like a coming of age. In real- That's because you're an evil freaking heathen. That's, That's why. That's the only way to be, bro. Okay. You're Dark ruining my bus. moment. All right. This sorry. Is my moment. Back, back on the rails. Back to lore. Back okay. to the lore. All right. So keep showing this thing off. That's, that's what it, that mystery that I felt all those years ago when I saw that first Jedi for the first time in that game. Yeah. That is how I felt when I saw, I don't even remember the streamer it was that got it. That's terrible to me. But when she got this thing, Jibs literally sent me a text immediately, and oh, then I'm checking checking the Twitter feed. <laughs> but she had, I think it was a female, she had posted a picture of this tablet that she had received and the letter from Abner Tharn. And we flipped our crap. We're like, oh my God, this is it. And here's why we feel bad, because last week's episode, we had mentioned that, you know, we're really surprised that... Um, that Zoss didn't come out swinging this year with, um, yeah, it was classy Katie. Yes. Thank you very much. Spartan in chat. <laughs> Last week we said, we're really surprised that Zoss didn't come out swinging this, uh, this early in the year. We literally gave him like three or four days. <laughs> well, in our defense, we were talking. This, they dropped this bombshell like two days after the release of our show. And we're like, Oh crap. <laughs> So anyway, long story short, foot and mouth, blew it out of the water with the tease for what's coming. 
Now we'll talk about what kind of overshadowed it after I get Jibs's reaction. Yeah. On that whole thing. Oh man, it was fantastic. Like it, it just out of nowhere. Um, you know, it the feeling was for us and we even mentioned it last episode like look, we feel like some like it it just wasn't as uh broad strokes it wasn't as big of uh strokes with this new showcase for january as we thought they would do and so like okay they're hiding they're preparing for something something is getting ready to happen you just felt it in the air like you we knew it like the way that the news was coming out the way that the articles were releasing um it just felt like stuff was on autopilot for a few and then boom we get this this random tweet that gets retweeted and uh, and then we're kind of like off to the races, right? Like we're figuring out what this is. Of course, the right. community's going nuts. People are like giffing the crap out of the reply section of that tweet and uh, just freaking out. And uh, yeah, it was out of nowhere. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was. And I think you and I both had the discussion about um, it looked like Zoss was on autopilot with their social media with everything that was coming out, it was like, boom, 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 boom. Like, they had prepared for this, like, six months early. Yeah. And then this drops. And you think, no wonder they had everything on such a schedule yeah. to push everything out. And it looked like everything was just super coordinated because they were so busy with all of this other stuff going on. I can only imagine how busy... And Jay and Chat can probably confirm this, how busy that office has been. And that this is just speculation from, you know, a knucklehead sitting in a chair playing a game and paying attention. But I can imagine how busy that office has been over the past, I don't know, year? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe six months mm-hmm. putting all this stuff together. So, like, we were blown away when all of this stuff um, came down and then I'm going, I'm going to address it. JB, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this or not, but I am going to address um, the leaks. Yeah, go ahead. Because that, yeah. that bothered me. Bothered I mean, both that, of us. It really irritated me. Um, if you have been paying attention to Twitter at all, or you had seen some of the, some of the things that were coming out, a couple of pretty big sites in the Elder Scrolls world had released some things on um, some data mining that was done. Now I can't confirm this, which is why I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my opinion on the general theme, but I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I am not a fan of data miners at all. And the reason being is because the devs need someplace to put that information to make sure that it works in the game. That's, Kind of how I see it from a layperson's perspective. For somebody to data mine that stuff, get the hints or whatever they found, and then launch it to the masses, whether or not it's legal or illegal or anything, you know, against TOS, to me, it doesn't matter. But I am so, I was so bummed when that first happened. And the reason being is because. I really look forward to the surprises. I yep. truly do. Like, like when they release stuff a little bit at a time and they kind of, they kind of tickle you under the chin a little bit. It's incredible to actually see the release. And this is what happens. 
that is like half the fun for me with gaming. So to me, it was like telling me that Rick dies in The Walking Dead, right? Right. To me, it was telling me that, you know, I don't know, something happens in in Lord of the Rings or something happens in um, Game of Thrones, like my favorite things. Right. So that's why I was bummed out on it. And I was vocal on a um, on a tweet that I put out and people were pretty cool. I mean, I was just voicing my opinion, but I'm just not a favor. I'm not a fan of data mining. I think it sucks. I think it's a kick in the nuts to the devs that we love so much. And side note, um, slash lurk just showed up in our chat and I'm kind of freaking out right now. What's up, Rich? <laughs> See you, man. Hi, Rich. How are you? Thank you. Welcome. Uh, much appreciated. But anyway, off the soapbox, those are my feelings about data miners. And to me, it did kind of ruin a few things. But I'm not going to let it ruin my gaming experience, obviously. Right. James, go. Yeah, for me, like, there was a time, I think, when I was into data mining. Like, when I was uh, in college, like, many, many, many years ago, when I was a younger gamer. Like, I was into, kind of uh into da- data mining as far as reading it not doing it i've never been that tech savvy you're such a hacker i am not, such I, a freaking hacker i'm lucky if i remember my twitter login let alone trying to figure out data mining in, a, in like all these technical files so anyway but i'm the only game i ever read those was on swotor because i was so incredibly hyped back then and um but now fast forward all these years when i saw these pieces of information get released unofficially it really bummed me out like it really just uh, it irritated me to no end because at the end of the day there's a reason why everything is on a schedule at sauce everything that's happening the way it's happening and whenever stuff like this happens and it's not officially released or it's not officially given it's out of out of the plan it's out of the time right and so it just throws everything off and uh, I'll be honest with you, as somebody who covers the game and, uh, you know, the way every week we do and the community we're involved in, we still like to be surprised, too. You know? Exactly. Um, yep. We will always, and and we've talked about this before, anytime we're in a conversation, we'll always do our best to end it on a high note, no matter what it is, no matter what we're talking about. Um, and I think now more than ever, you know, it's just... We love and respect Zoss. We love and respect their developers. These people put their heart and soul into this. And it was just kind of like a shot in the nuts, man, to be honest with you. And um, I'm just like, oh, crap. Why did this have to happen? Why did this have to come out the way it came out? But that being said, they kind of got in front of it. Because then it was, what was it, a day later? When here's where we'll move into all this. uh, A big announcement's coming. And they put it out on Twitter. You saw it. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to make note of something that um, Rich Lambert just said in chat. He said, not going to lie. That's how it felt when we saw it, too. And you and I had that conversation this weekend. And that thing popped out. Yeah. We were bummed. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is kind of, we don't have, we do not have serious moments on Lore Seekers. No. We don't. No. <laughs> We are seriously a couple of knuckleheads talking about a game. I literally but can't do words. We were pissed off yeah. when that happened. Yeah. And that's why my tweet went out the way that it did. And, and there were some people that were defending it, and that's fine. But you're right. Zoss did. Maybe they expected it. 
but I have a pretty good suspicion that a lot of text messages were going back and forth like, uh, we better get in front of this. And they did. They got in front of it with a tweet that said, cat's out of the bag, pun totally intended, I'm sure. Um, and then it was the graphic of the live stream that's coming up next week right? for the, for the reveal. So kudos to them for getting ahead of it and making sure that the information that was coming out was from them. They basically took the reins back mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the data miners, which I was happy to see. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the, the, for those moments that it's, that it did come out, I was pretty freaking bummed out on it because just like you said, it ruins the surprise for everybody on the work that they've been doing and trying to conceal for so and doing a damn good job of concealing it for a lot of months. So anyway, I'm will, off that soapbox. I'm, I'm ready to move forward with it. Um, I, you can finish it up. It's totally fine. But I will just say this, like the thing that, um, you know, kind of brought to light or brought to thought about, you know, all these data mines coming out was it got me thinking about the release schedule that they're on right now. You ever just get that feeling and dude, we've played a lot of MMOs and we've covered them. Do you ever, you know, you just get that feeling like a, a company, a group of, or a team just kind of hits their stride when it comes to content releases, releases. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's exactly where we're at right now. Like it, once I read those data yeah. mines and I'm just like, okay, obviously this was way too soon. But it got me thinking about their schedule. I don't think there's ever been a time where I've ever been such a fan of the release schedules that these this content's coming out. You know, we've got the big expansion, and then you've got the two smaller ones. Yes, and um, I am I'm crediting this dev team for doing something that every single other MMO out there, including World of Warcraft. This is, this is to say a lot, um, has not been able to do. And that is hold my attention. And I'm not saying that I'm some, you know, special effort because I'm not, but I've played a lot of MMOs and every MMO that I play, like even SWOTOR held me for, you know, in oh Star Wars, gosh. Star Wars is our jam. We love that. Dude, we but love it, Wars, it yeah. only held me for, you know, maybe eight months. Mm -hmm. This game has held me for several years now and a solid year yeah that is so rare for well it's unprecedented for me to be able to say because yeah. it has not happened ever so i think the release schedule um and the fact that we can count on new things you can count on a quality of life you can count on um updates you can count on new content on a steady schedule every single year and this is been shown pretty much from launch so yeah they have i really think they have hit their stride um last year was an unbelievable like knock it out of the park year with somerset oh my gosh that was incredible that was so, so much fun. i i just think that's where this game is and then you know now they're they're thinking of some really cool ways to um to expound upon it and Elder Scrolls, whether or not you you feel, and those people out there that you know get super butthurt over what's canon and what's not canon, well, it ain't your canon. It's the it's the lore master's canon. It's the developer's canon because they are creating more lore right in front of your face. 
Yeah. And people flip out over what's canon and what's not. You're upset because Cyrodiil didn't look more foresty? You Get know, the freak over yourself you, and you, play the damn game. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, right? You're so Well, you're right, but here's and we'll end it here. We got to move on. But I think more I was thinking about that the other day, like people who get really upset about the lore and you know how it, it everything, I don't know. I I honestly I don't know all the in and outs of the lore. I'm still trying to learn it. But what it, even being with you for all these what 40 uh, how many episodes it was 48 40 now i forget maybe dude 41 lore lessons and we have skimmed the tip of the iceberg exactly have you heard written in uncertainty uh that makes my brain hurt have you it's heard very... how deep he goes into lore it's <laughs> like arimetheus is a step behind the lore master i was yeah He's dude unbelievable yeah i was talking like, to him in dude, discord the other day at the in the lore secret discord and he was telling me about all this stuff. I'm sitting here at a vendor, right, in game, and he's just telling me about all this stuff. And he doesn't just tell you about one thing. He tells you about that one thing, but then the layer under that and how another layer relates to that layer that's underneath the main layer. And yeah. then you're just like, oh, my gosh. So if you listen to our show and you're like, oh, my God, you guys are freaking romper room. You guys are trivial. <laughs> you need to go listen to Written Uncertainty. Arimathias right. is absolutely fantastic with his lore. Agreed. So, so anyway, that being said we got to jump into this here. Um, all right. So big announcement. There's They got ahead of the of the, uh, of the curve of the data mine, and this was put out on Sunday. This is coming to us from ESO Official. Tune in to twitch.tv slash Bethesda on Tuesday, January 15th at 10 p.m. GMT. I don't know what that, 2 p.m. PST, 5 p.m. EST. Be one of the first to learn about the next exciting adventure in the Elder Scrolls Online. Joins us as creative director Rich Lambert announces what is coming to ESO in 2019. Live to the world from the Twitch studio in San Francisco. Unless he wants to just announce it now. Just get it over with. Yeah. How about the exclusive, yeah, Rich? Rich you're what, here. Do you <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to tell us, Rich? How's that for a troll? <laughs> oh, man. But uh, in addition to Twitch drops being enabled, you and your fellow viewers can unlock amazing rewards for all simply by watching the stream. As the show hits certain peak concurrent viewer count milestones, the following rewards will be unlocked. So, he says no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I was just going to say that, but I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> well played. Uh, well done. 55,000 55, concurrent viewers. We're all going to get a unique wallpaper based on the next chapter's concept art. Whew. You know the like concept... concept yeah, you know, I was... Um, I always appreciated concept art, but then I saw Elder Scrolls concept art, and I'm just, it's amazing, man. It's soothing. It, yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Agreed. Uh, 70,000 concurrent viewers. We all get a hot pepper Bantam Guar pet for all ESO players across all platforms. And, Come on, people. I want my Bantam Guar. And then I'm pretty sure this is Rich's favorite. <laughs> 90,000 concurrent viewers. Rich will commit to getting an ESO tattoo somewhere safe for work on his body. That's pretty kick-ass right there. That's awesome. That's pretty kick-ass. <laughs> I actually have been thinking about getting more tattoos. Yeah, me too. Yes. Uh, me too. Ink is that good. would be awesome. See, this, I mean, this is perfect for Twitter. Yeah. So, Rich, we thank you for exploiting yourself for... <laughs> <laughs> For all the viewers. Thank you for donating That's your body. Fantastic. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, but wait, there's more. Drop in early to check out the ESO pre-stream show. All the details are coming soon, and uh, which I'm sure, I think they're going to be released, I imagine, before this episode comes out on Friday, but we'll see. And be sure to stick around after the show as special community guests discuss the latest news with Rich and ESO community managers Jessica and Gina. So yeah, man, people ESO from the community is going to be there. Coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. It's going to yep. be fun to watch, that is for sure. So, yeah, we'll be covering it on our Twitter feed, twitter.com slash Podcast. But um, so that announcement then came out. I guess we're kind of going through the timeline today. That's what we're doing because <laughs> there was so much that was re- released from so many different angles that we're just kind of going through the timeline. So, anyway, that tweet was put out. And then uh, this morning I'm sitting at – Firestone getting my truck worked on and a tweet is released and basically I don't did you see this tweet the interactive thing the the yep. yeah okay maybe you can frame it out better than I can so it was like an interactive stream right right where you had to click about a thousand times or more <laughs> did you click a thousand times I clicked as much as I possibly could you have little finger biceps now Yes. Yeah? I do. They're sore. Hmm. Been doing some squats. I'm a gamer, dude. My fingers are not sore. <laughs> we don't believe in that. Do you know how many weak. times I mash these keys on this mouse and this keyboard? I'm actually kind of amazed. Trying to stay it has alive. broken, yeah. 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 So, I mean, tweets aplenty. There were tweets all over the place today. And um, there was, shall we talk about the um, soundbite? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, here we go. So um, we've got this soundbite here for you. I'm going to pull it up here uh, while I'm getting this ready. I don't know if this is going to automatically play. Yes, oh, yes, oh, I see what you did. Would you like a sweet biscuit? Collect the tile and let's be on our way. So, yeah, there's Abner Tharn there. They unlocked this. So this was, long story short, an interactive stream where the more clicks that you did, uh, the more giveaways that would happen, like milestones and uh, this the tablet which I believe they're calling the Wrath Stone. I, I think that's what this tablet is that we got in the mail. It's called... It should be called the freaking Awesome Stone. Yeah, right. So anyway, that thing was filling up with light, um, so it was kind of outlining the tablet with all these unique designs the more you clicked. And um, long story short, they hit a milestone. And so as you just heard, Abner Tharn, that was a sound clip from uh, the old Imperial himself, and then what we got later on was the game box art tease. Dude, remember, you remember some, <laughs> I see it on your phone. That looks familiar. Yeah, um, that's because you made a graphic for my phone. Yeah. So now it's the graph, or it's the, uh, the box tease. Yeah. Which is a dragon. Thank you very much. Man, I tell you what, the way that that box art looks kind of reflects the way. The, that it, part of the expansion is so like Somerset remember it was real leafy it had all the garland it was real elegant but the thing was it was very pristine right like nothing was out of place everything was exactly where it needed to be and that's and, because it was Altmer okay. okay okay and uh but this one on the other hand is fantastic it's very good it's fantastic I love it T- tell them what it is it's a sandy dragon? 
I'm looking at it again. Okay. <laughs> so it's a stretch. Dude, on the right. spot. Well, you know, it's keeping you frosty. No, it's just, it looks to me like the sand of elsewhere. And uh-huh. then this could be, I mean, I really would be interested to see what kind of stone that is. It looks tan, I mean, I'm not right? not like, like a, a dissector. I mean, you're going to like go full on like Jurassic Park here? You're going to? No, no, no. But I mean, okay. you can tell that it was shaped out of some type of obsidian stone. Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah. So they've got this dragon basically etched out of some kind of dark stone in the middle of it. Um, it has this whole like rugged feel to it, you know, like it's not, it's the exact opposite of Somerset. So it doesn't feel perfect. It doesn't feel like super pristine. You know, it feels rough. I mean, sand is coarse. It's rough. It's not, I mean, it makes things imperfect. And it feels so like a kitty cat has touched it, it or like maybe a kitty cat, cat has yeah. pooped in the sand right underneath the dragon. <laughs> Scooting his little boss. But um, this dragon, one thing I loved about this dragon, I love this dragon so much more than Skyrim's logo. I love it. Well, that's bold. It is. I love... Don't get me wrong. I like Skyrim. I like Skyrim. But yeah, I mean, you're right. This is... I love this design. Freaking awesome. If I was going to get an ESO tattoo, to be honest with you, it may be something like this. Because I love how just... I don't know another word to describe it. Like, just raw-looking these visuals are like the ideas for rich yeah it just looks there you go rich you're gonna get this on your i think that should go on the back of your calf are you gonna do a rich you gonna do a neck tattoo or are you gonna do <laughs> hopefully that didn't sound super freaking creepy <laughs> but that's to go on the back of your calf just because it would fit i have a lot of tats it, it so fit I, it I fit yeah idea of the, c says he has ideas so oh there, there you go fantastic but uh so yeah anyway when this was released, I love the way it looks. It's fantastic. It makes right. me super excited because it just feels so imperfect, right? Like the way and I can't I'm trying not to reference the data mines because you and I both know what we read here. I'm just gonna say this. I'm not gonna say anything that's in them except this. There was a time when we talked about the warden class. Remember? And Yeah, every freaking week. Yeah, and the warden really represents a lot of ways, on my take, was just the pure the purity of nature's magic, right? So everything right. about it is just has that super pure sense to it. And this just feels like it's everything opposite of that. You know what I mean? Like it is everything opposite of nature's magic? No, it just everything pure. It just has such a like like this shouldn't be here. And we're going to talk about this in a second, but the the next milestone that was dropped in the final one, I guess, would be the, the teaser trailer. They showed a few seconds of the next cinematic that we're going to get to see. And in this cinematic, you see a Khajiit that sees somebody holding the tablet that we got in the mail. And it looks like that was not supposed to happen. What happens? You start to see the tablet come together. It wasn't supposed to be there. That should not be happening. And that's what I'm getting at. It shouldn't. And why is it happening? Speculation. Because of a dragon break. Yeah. Don't worry, we will cover it. We're going to cover it. We are going I've cover. unconfused myself I keep... as to what the heck Dragon Break actually is. Well, maybe maybe you can help me out cuz I'm I know if we talked on the phone yesterday and you're like laying it all out there for me, but by the end of it I I may have been on the struggle bus. <laughs> we shall cover it. Okay. We shall cover it now. Okay. I think I think What do you right. think about that? I love it. All right. Well, friends, as always, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what's your and please give us a call. Um uh, 
382-6961. It's our voicemail line. Call us. Tell us what you think. We want to hear from you what you think of the teasers and how everything was framed out. 765-382-6961. You can always email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. Comes straight to our inbox, 365. And we got a fun, man, we got a lot of, uh, I can't say anything. Okay. So, yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can. You can pretty much guarantee that as soon as you send us an email, one of us will read it first and tweet the other one about it. Or, or we'll text the other one about it. Yeah. That's pretty much how yeah. Chips and I communicate. Uh, like, dude, uh, did you see that one? How the hell am I going to answer that? <laughs> because, I mean, I'll little, literally just throw it out there. There are so many people out there that have such a deep understanding of lore mm-hmm. that I'm like, right. oh, crap. Right. I got to research just a little bit more so I understand it better. And that's how Dragon Breaks happened. So I, I had a little bit of a mini stroke when I saw the tablet for the first time out there. And I was like, oh, my God, that means Dragon Break. And a couple people like tweeted me like, looks like you're going to have to do that lore lesson on the Dragon Break now, aren't you? <laughs> like, <laughs> F you, dude. Yes. <laughs> now I have to learn about what a dragon oh, is. It's actually not that hard to figure it out. Um, All right. Well, you ready to teach him about it? Yeah. I am. All I, right. By I'm... the way, I didn't mean you had to end that segment, by the well, way. Well, no, I think it was to good. To go into lore lesson, we can kind of on the fly it. But, yeah. Um, God, we just have so much to freaking talk about. We, it's we do. Insane. It's insane. I, I have never felt so. I talked to you the other day. This week, with everything that's been going on behind the scenes and everything in this show, I have never felt so incredibly distracted ever in my podcast career. <laughs> There's just so much, and I wish I could tell you. I know. So much it's, it's, happening. It, things are just good. It's a very, it's very things. exciting good time, things, I think, yeah. for both of us. So it's like not even... Oh, I'm going to share a personal nope. moment. This is so nope. stupid. So <laughs> it's not even the fact that um, there's so much going on in the world of ESO, but all the stuff that's going on, like Jibs and I have talked, and we're we're friends. We've been friends for a long time, but we have talked so much in the in the last week, and we're not sick of each other yet. So there's that. That's a miracle. Are you ready for your? Did spell? we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. <laughs> all right. Okay. You ready? Let's do a lore lesson, buddy. Okay, I'll step back while you do this. Okay, let's talk first, before we dive into the world of the douchebag, Abner Tharn. And I only say that because I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big Lyris Titanborn fan, so oh. yeah, She's pretty like, much going to follow her over a cliff if like, that's where she takes yeah, me. But. Yeah. <laughs> she says, jump, you say how far? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yep. I don't want to do, I'm not going to do that thing. That's a huge witch! Okay, I'll do it one more time. <laughs> Nobody's tweeted us over whether or not they understand what that actually means either. Just, so. just let it ride anyway, until they figure yeah. it out. All right. We're going to let it ride. Okay. Let Let's ride. talk about Dragon Break because, yes, reading some of the stuff on Dragon Breaks before, it was a little bit confusing. So we're going to attempt to clear it up. I think I have a pretty good way to clear it up. And I'm going to give a lot of the credit to this to Fudge Muppet on YouTube because... His he has a, a video series on Elder Scrolls lore, um, which is very very good. So he helped me to really understand understand what a dragon break is. Um, 
So let's just talk about it. Okay. And this is straight from the wiki. The first part is, and then I'm going to break it down into cash terms so that everybody kind of understands it. A dragon break is a phenomenon where linear time is broken and becomes nonlinear. The dragon, in quotes, refers to Akatosh, the dragon god of time. Akatosh created time. A dragon break not only precedes significant changes in Tamriel, but challenges mortal comprehension. No freaking kidding. It is a realignment of time and space in response to an event which makes the normal con continuity of reality impossible. Don't worry, I'm going to break this down for you. The chaos which ensues is a refrain of the chaos of the Dawn Era, which was when the first, I think it was the Merithic though, when the first uh, dragon break was speculated to have happened. The area that is noticeably affected during a dragon break and the length of the interval measured in the areas not apparently affected will vary within each dragon break. Confused yet? So am I. Historically, the cause is often attributed to mortals manipulating divine matters. That one I'm not confused about. It's mortals being douchebags. That's why dragon breaks happen. So let me explain this to you, what it actually is. Akatosh is the dragon god of time. Okay? He created time. Mm -hmm. This is within the Elder Scrolls lore. Right. A dragon break occurs when linear time is broken. So we live on a plane of linear time. Okay? Well, we are living right now, linear time. Things happen in a sequence of events. A dragon break occurs when that linear time frame is broken, branching into several possible parallel realities that are taking place at the same time, but it's a different reality. Okay? So, for instance, Jibs and I are best friends. That is linear time. Mm -hmm. A dragon break occurs. Right. Now, Jibs and I are mortal enemies. Hate you so much. That totally. <laughs> and that is one that is one portion of the parallel timeline during a dragon break. The second possible reality is that Jibs and I are actual brothers. We came from the same mom. Whoa. Okay, and we live our lives out. Dude, don't freak out. I'm awesome. Okay, cool. Okay, so there's that. So that's a second parallel timeline that could be happening at the same time during a dragon break. The third one is Jibs and I never meet. That is a third possible reality running parallel to all the other realities during a dragon break. And the fourth one is Jibs has less hair than Cash does and has a really epic freaking beard. Yeah. A fourth possible reality during the same timeline. I like that reality. So now... At some point, the dragon break breaks, and all of those parallel timelines drop back into one consistent timeline again. So it's one linear timeline, back to the way it used to be. But the problem is, everything that happened and everybody that, exper that experienced all of those four parallel timelines during the dragon break believe what they experienced at that time. Some people are going to believe that Jibs and Cash were actual brothers. And that's their reality when timeline becomes linear again and the dragon break is over. Right. 
some people are going to believe that you and I never met because that's the way the story goes during that parallel timeline when the dragon break happened. So all those realities have to converge when the dragon break is over and time comes back into that linear timeline where events happen sequentially. Does that make sense? Yep. I hope so. Because I'm freaking still struggling to get all this. (laughs) Okay. It hurts my brain. So during the actual dragon break, things do not happen in a series of events anymore with one event preceding another. They just kind of happen. Everything freaking happens. So what it means when the dragon, when a dragon break occurs is that time breaks and the dragon god Akatosh himself breaks and no longer has control over the time. Gotcha. Savvy? Yeah. Aye. Okay. That's at least how I understand it. The lore master would probably come in here and kick me square in the nuts and go, you are completely stupid. You have no idea. You went full Bosmer. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so anyway. Wayne's world. We're not worthy. We're not <laughs> so worthy. I understand what a dragon break is. So at some point, all of those parallel timelines come back together into one linear timeline again. And the events that occurred in all of these parallel timelines, parallel timelines will converge making all timelines that occurred during the dragon break ring true, even if they contradict one another. And then the last part of this is that a dragon break will usually occur and is attributed to mortals being dicks. (laughs) That's why they happen because they pissed off the divines and they're like, I know what better person to do that than Abner's (laughs) Thank you very much. So now there's probably some people out there who are unsettled with the fact that dragons are coming back during this timeline. But let me harken back to something that I said before. The beauty of ESO and the beauty of what we are experiencing ESO in ESO is that new lore is being written all the time yeah and that's what there's some people out there that won't play the game because it's so lore breaking yeah get over it you know what i say and play the game because they're creating new lore right in front oh, of your my face gosh. yeah agreed 100 percent. you know what i was thinking the other day and this is something i was gonna say earlier and i forgot at the end of the day last time i checked this is the only current aside from the the card game this is the only game out there that's that's leading the charge for lore for Elder Scrolls as a whole. Yes, there's oh, yeah. yes, there's mods. Okay. I get that for you know if you're talking Skyrim, you know, people making their own content. But at the end of the day, this is Elder Scrolls right now. This yeah. is where we're at. And I am totally open and for just run with it. You know, just go and just see how far we can yeah. go here. Cause this is such a unique time, man. This is This is this is Disney buying freaking LucasArts. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And just figure it out, people. This is what it's about. They are writing the story right in front of your face. And everything from this point on. I mean, when was the last game that we had? It was Skyrim. Exactly. That was that was pre-Elder Scrolls Online. Now, Elder Scrolls Online, like you have all the other single-player games in these small little increments talking about this little tiny part. And then you have ESO. Boom! Yeah, giant amount of lore being written for the entire Elder Scrolls series. So Elder Scrolls Online has become the freaking flagship, the mothership 
of Elder Scrolls lore. That's what people have to embrace and just go, they're writing a bulk of the world of Elder Scrolls right here in front of you. And they're allowing you incrementally to play through the stories. Yeah. You get to matter in these stories. Get better than that. Yeah. It crushes juggernauts like World of Warcraft, the story. Oh. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah. The story in Elder Scrolls is so much more rich than World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you send me hate mail or death threats. Fight me, biatch. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. <laughs> you can send all hate oh. mail to Lore Seeker Cash. Yeah, send it to me. I don't care. <laughs> I have a bald uh, head. It makes me super freaking crazy. Uh, right? I'm, I'm on my way. So that, like, so that is, and that's not a soapbox. That is, that's what's happening right in front of your face. And whether or not you decide to take that in or not, um, it's out there. I mean, have you tried to play through every quest and all the story in Elder Scrolls? Hi. It's a lot of freaking work because there's so much there. Yeah. So that's what's going on. And to introduce, this is all speculation, my friends. We are not saying the Dragon Breaks are part of the next expansion because we freaking know. I don't know. Jibs doesn't know. There's two people in this chat room that know. We don't expect them to tell us a story because we want it to be a surprise. So if a dragon break is part of this storyline, it opens up the world for all kinds of insane things, including... Oh, my heart. Bringing back dragons. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say something else. And did we not get a tease? Yeah. With um with some of the last DLC that came out with dragons who were resurrected from the dead, uh-huh. that was a tease. Yeah, well played. Let's go throw this out here. You know, dragon breaks. Dweemer, bring them back. Oh. I'm just gonna leave that yeah, there. That's a tall. I'm just gonna leave. Them. I know. I'm just gonna leave it there. But if it happened, I would. If it happened. It would happen in the Elder Scrolls Online. And the reason being is because they are writing the story for what we live. Right? That's the best part, though, honestly, if that's the direction. And I know we haven't really speculated earlier, but I guess we can now. That's the one thing about this next expansion that has me so stoked. Okay, so we got tablets in the mail. These tablets are, or a tablet, it's been broken. It's a dragon, right? Does this represent a dragon break? Is that what's going to happen? Because if that's what's going to happen, then at the end of the day, I say run with it. Explore, because it's a dragon break. Right. It, that opens them up to so many options and so many things that they can do. And look, at the end of the day, it's Elder Scrolls, yes. But at the same time, it's an MMO. It's an RPG that has to evolve. It has it to continue evolved. to change. You said the word, dude. We are, you and I, we are brothers. We are brothers. You said evolve. I'm like, it's evolving. It's evolving. <laughs> well played. Carry on. That's I'm off my soapbox. I'm just saying. No, and if, I, here's the other thing. And if what the tease is has nothing to do with the dragon break, then nice freaking juke move. Yeah. Because the entire community is like, that's got to be dragon Not break. even mad. That's a well done. Right. <laughs> and, and beautiful Jay in chat says, what about breakdancing dragons? I'm down. And I smell memes. That's I'm, all I'm saying. I'm down, Jay. <laughs> I smell memes. What about dragon so, mounts? And like chat's kind of blowing up right now. Everybody is talking about it. It's like, yeah. There was long discussion. Rohira says there's long discussions discussions in Discord the other day. Um, 
about all this. And it's it's true. And Blood Eye says my armor DLC. I like it. Hey. So I can kill as many of them as possible. <laughs> like the sloat. <laughs> they are evil. Oh, anyway, sorry to butt in. I just I had to I had to get that off my chest. Go ahead. No, that's I just wanted to tell you this is fifty percent of your podcast too. Oh, okay. All right, thanks, Dad. Let's not butt again. It's called contributing. Okay. So, so that's the end of the discussion on on uh, Dragon Breaks. If you are still confused about Dragon Breaks, go to Fudge Muppet on YouTube. He has a great video on how it explains it. It's pretty much the same way that I explained it because I, I took a lot of that from him. I gained a lot of knowledge from that. But um, Fudge Muppet has a really good one, so he can probably help you in a visual way, since most of you are listening. And if you're in the chat room, then you're just watching my big misguided fingers trying to it. I'm trying to Italian it into focus for you. And it's <laughs> work. Maybe it didn't. <sighs> but OK, so let's talk about the author of this mysterious letter himself, mm. Abner Tharn. And you already read the letter, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we won't we won't. That was part of the Lord lesson. We're not going to do that again. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the biography of Abner Tharn, who I completely disparaged this week. Because <laughs> I love Lyris. Lyris lover. I am a Lyris lover. Okay, so Abner Tharn is the father of Clivia Tharn, who is currently serving right now during the Three Banners War in Cyrodiil. She is serving as the Empress Regent of Tamriel. Abner Tharn is incredibly brusque. He's super pompous. High Chancellor and Overlord of Nibine. He's an original member of the Five Companions. If you played to the main storyline, then you will certainly remember him. And you encounter him quite early in your adventures. The Five Companions, of course, being the original five members of the last Emperor Varen Aquilarios's The Prophet. Inner circle comprised of Lyris Titanborn, my girl, Abner Tharn, Saisahan, and Aquilarios, or also known as the Prophet. Fun fact Abner Tharn has a special kind of relationship with my girl, Lyris Titanborn, the gigantic Nord warrior, whose waist comes up to my shoulders. <laughs> And he's an original member of the Five Companions. Oh. Um, if you have not played to that quest line, just play through the damn quest line. It's so good. It's so fun. And you get a lot of skill points out of it. So Yeah, a lot of good achievements too. Yes. I can probably recite it by heart by now. What, the main quest line? I'm, I'm a little bit of an alcoholic. I've played through that quest line. You've in, done in that multiple times? Yes, every time. Every tune? Yeah, for the skill points. It's easy, dude. Oh my gosh. Bless right through it. Don't be such a hater. Holy crap, man. All right. Imperial by birth. Tharn ascended to the position of Imperial Battle Mage of the Elder Council. What does that mean? Abner Tharn comes from a line of Imperial Battle Mages, which in itself sounds incredibly freaking badass. Agreed. Including his ancestor, Jaggertharn, who was a third era Imperial battle mage himself. Jaggertharn also happens to be the Imperial leader who unseated Uriel Septim VII from power 
during the event known as the Imperial Simulacrum. Simulacrum. Slower again. Simulacrum. Okay. Okay. I could have gone into the Imperial Simulacrum. Mm. But then I looked at how much information there was on it and I said, F that. <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> right. It's a lot. Arimetheus. Yes, that is totally Arimetheus' area of expertise. <sighs> yep. So, okay. So generally, the title of Imperial Battle Mage, which Tharn holds, applies to a mage who stands in direct service of the Emperor of Tamriel and serves as a member of the Elder Council, which Abner Tharn did. He, Abner Tharn, mysteriously lived to a ripe old age of 164. He's an Imperial. Crap. He's not an Altmer. Which would kind of blow you away when you listen to his attitude and his demeanor. He totally seems like an Altmer, mm-hmm. but he's an Imperial. So he's just a particularly douchey Imperial. Um, so 164 years of age is what he lived to, which may explain why he's so freaking grumpy. Um, I mean, I'd be old if I, grumpy if I was 164. I don't know if I could handle 164 years. That's a lot. That's a lot like, of... Yeah, that's a little might too, go on, too much. Might go on one last hunting trip at about 101 <laughs> and then mysteriously fall off a freaking cliff head first. You're like, dude, oh. just let me go to Valhalla, wherever the hell I'm going. There you go. And then I go. So, okay. So uh, Abner Tharn, 164 years of age is what he lived to. Imperials often die from a much earlier age since they have the same lifespan as the average human. But Tharn, this one's pretty fun. So he liked to spread his seed, it turns out. What? Tharn fathered 16 children. Whoa. That he knows of, anyway. That he knows of? Wow. like a little bit of a freaking wild child. Huh. Um, one of Tharn's daughters, which we talked about, Clivia Tharn, mothered by Abner Tharn's seventh wife, Seventh? Ladies, ladies, close your ears. <laughs> F that. Okay? I've got one and I love her dearly. But to do it again? Se- eh, seven? Wanna, Why? I might want to floss with barbed wire before that happens. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just saying. So, yeah. Seven wives. 16 children. I so wish she was standing right behind you during all that. That would just... Oh, dude, she'd be behind me just going, yep. <laughs> I get it. Totally get it. <laughs> yeah, look at me, dude. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so Abner Tharn's seventh wife, um, she born Clivia Tharn. She is the most recent ruler of Cyrodiil during the timeline of Elder Scrolls Online, second area year 583. She ruled the Empire of Cyrodiil while her husband, did not know this, her husband, Varen Aquilarios, was away for three years in his quest to find the Amulet of Kings. Now, it might have come up at some time in lore, but I didn't quite pick up on it until I did this lore lesson. So anyway, Clivia Tharn, the spouse of Varen Aquilarios, who kind of flipped his crap looking for the Amulet of Kings and trying to become Dragonborn. 
Um, eventually, during her rule, Molag Ball opened the plane meld and took control of her home in the White Gold Tower. So if you've played through that content, which I'm sure most of you probably have, and have gone through the White Gold Tower, the scroll is mine! Yeah. That's what it's all about. Oh. Go experience it. It's the freaking story where somebody... No comment. No comment. I don't want to say who it no is. No spoilers. I don't want to spoil it, but somebody related to freaking Molag Ball ends up in there. And on vet. Holy she's crap. A bitch. She's <laughs> a real bitch. <laughs> so I'll say that. But anyway, go for it. Um, a lot of the storyline that I'm talking about right now comes to life in the White Gold Tower. So enjoy. Uh, Tharn was discovered to have been secretly working with a Daedric cult. And for this reason, the three alliances wished to remove him from Tamriel. And when I say remove him from Tamriel, I mean kill him. <laughs> kill him. The Tharn family learned of this plot and formed a partnership with a necromancer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we said, we're not going to speculate, but I'm just saying that mm-hmm. kind of rings a bell. Mm, that's a nice word right now. Yes, it's a real nice word, especially because you and I have really talked about it a lot. Oh, I want it so bad. I really, really want oh, class. So bad. So there's that. Oh, so bad. Beautiful giant slash lurk. You can find <laughs> right in the chat if you want to confirm any of this <laughs> information. Wink twice. For yes, just <laughs> bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. Oh crap! Okay, <sighs> back on track, Jibs. Jesus, <sighs> freaking derailer. No, okay. yeah. Anyway, the Tharn family figured out that somebody wanted to kill Abner, and they formed a partnership with a necromancer by the name of Mana Marco. Kind of a big name in Elder Scrolls Online. Together. Tharn and Manamarco and his Daedric cult worked together to infiltrate Nern and try and pull the world into Cold Harbor, which is Molag Balbag's Daedric realm. Yeah, that sounds like a fun place. Yes, it's not. Mm. It's a terrible freaking place, and it's a super long quest line. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yes. So this unlikely partnership was jaded from the beginning. Abner Tharn and his Daedric worshipping family despised Manamarco because he was another douche due to his involvement in the Soul Burst. So let's talk about the Soul Burst. Fun fact, the Soul Burst was an arcane explosion that, that happened in the Imperial City caused by Manamarco who tricked Varen Aquilarios, the Emperor of Cyrodiil, into believing he could become a dragonborn by lighting the dragon fires. Hmm. Was not the case. The explosion that was caused by Manamarco because he harnessed the power from the Amulet of Kings and created a terror between Mundus and Oblivion, allowing Molag Balbag's forces to move in. And you experience this every time when you're running around the world and you hear, <laughs> and you look up in the sky and there's some crap coming down from the sky that looks like some pretty heavy metal. I still think that's probably one of my favorite animations. From, I love it. From content, from like base feel, game content of an MMO. I feel the urge to run toward it. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Right. 
Abner Tharn was known to have personally tortured a wren before she became queen and the leader of the Ald Mary Dominion, which makes me hate him all the more. <laughs> right? I, I level of hate from you. I hate him. <sighs> but he did send me something pretty cool in the mail, so you can't hate him so much. This was just one reason why the Ald Mary Dominion became involved in the Three Banners War. Because of what Abner Tharn did to Queen Ira. Abner Tharn later infuses the power of the Amulet of Kings into the Vestige. That's you. And assists the rest of the five companions to safety. What changed his mind? Hmm. He then flees back to the Imperial City with the Amulet of Kings in his possession. Minor spoiler! <laughs> Although Tharn wished to harness the power within the Amulet, Meridia herself reassures you as the vestige that the relic's power will remain dormant and Abner will not succeed. Hmm. This is such a fun lore lesson. Hmm. So not much has been heard from Abner Tharn since the events, since these events. Until now. Something seems to have resurfaced mm -hmm. in the form of Abner Tharn. Mm -hmm. And a mysterious letter sent to several adventurers in Tamriel. Mm -hmm. Something is on the horizon for the Elder Scrolls Online, but we don't quite know what it is yet mm. until next week. It's true. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'm excited. You excited? I am. Yeah, me too. This next week yeah. is freaking landmark. Oh. For I'd... Elder Scrolls Online. Agreed. For us, for the entire Elder Scrolls community. 100%. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that was good, man. Thanks, buddy. You Hope did. everybody understood that. You did real good. Thank you. You did real good. You did Encouragement. Real... Encouragement. You did real good. Real good, kid. Real good. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. This was the Lore Seekers Podcast. Episode 9 of Volume 3. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure and leave us a review. If you use iTunes, if you do, for every five-star review, we give you guys a shout-out on the show. Read your reviews, all those good things. You can always call us. Leave your voicemail, 765-382-6961. And during the episode, the mail carrier may show up, and we may play your voicemail live on the show. You can also email us, lorsecretspodcast at gmail.com. A lot of you are doing that all day, every day. 365. We get them all the time. It's a good time. We like we like meeting people. We like chatting with people. That's, I think that's why we like doing this so much. Um, that's why we like having a guild. Yeah, yeah. I can't even tell you how many uh, messages that we get via Discord uh, from people who have joined our guild. And, I mean, they just want to chat. So it's like, yeah, dude, let's do this. Um, yeah, agreed. It's a lot of fun. And we answer everything. Sometimes it might take us a little time because we get a lot of mail. But we do answer everything. So if you have a question... Just ask. Yep, we'll get to you. Cash, we have a guild. Yep. We do have a guild, and our guild is really full of freaking good people, man. It's super refreshing to have a community of such good people as we do in Lore Seekers. So, quick shout out to one of our friends, um, relatively new member, but he's in our Discord all the time, and it's Lore Seeker Dade. And he, this is going to segue into something else, but I don't think Lore Seeker Dade had a Instagram account. 
Well, we've just recently launched our Instagram account. Oh, yeah. Yes. So we have we now have an Instagram account at Loreseekers that you can go to. And we're going to be posting stuff on there quite a bit. Um, but I think you made an Instagram account to follow us because it was Lore Seeker Dade. Oh, that's so, awesome. Oh, my God. It had my heart. I was like, dude, you have my heart. Thank you so much. So That's awesome. Really, really cool. Um, yeah. Andy was wearing a Mandalorian hat, which... Also, really oh, kind of got my goat. Respect, I was like, man. Yeah, yeah, mad respect. <laughs> so anyway, thank you very much. Um, but it's just an example of one of our outstanding members at the Lore Seekers Guild. We have guilds for PC North America, for Xbox North America, and for PS4 North America, and some outstanding uh, guild leadership going on in every single one of those, and events going on all the time. So if you do not have a place to play Elder Scrolls and you want to come yep. and have a good, safe environment where there's no judgment there's nobody no drama saying gnarly stuff there's no we don't talk politics we don't talk anything that could ruin a potential relationship right we have a good time and when people do they're gone quickly yep the lore seekers community is an outstanding community of adults that like to get together and game and just have a good time if you just want to chill just come in and chill if you have a question i don't know once every six months ask it and we'll answer it that is how we roll at Lower Seekers. So anyway, if you're interested in joining us, download Discord, go to our Discord server, which you can is linked to on our website at loreseekerspodcast.com, and then just type forward slash apply in the Apply to Guild channel. You'll get a short douchebag filter, a few questions to answer, and we will get you into our guild and get you an invite in game. There you go. Welcome. And join our Instagram at Loreseekers. That's it's fantastic. now live. I'm going to go check it out, see more of your posts. I know I'm kind of... Why don't you create an Instagram account and step into 1986? I, I did, and then I got rid of it just as fast. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just help run the, that one. <laughs> you can... Oh, you're, you're so lazy. Oh, I know. Uh, you can find this show wherever podcasts are available. This includes Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever they're free, we're there. And if you want a free audiobook, here's what you do. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash loreseekers, or just click on the banner at loreseekerspodcast.com. Get a free audiobook on us after the episode's over. But uh, after you're done here, you can also go listen to more ESO podcasts, including The Tenants Podcast, Tales of Tamriel, Sons of Sithis, Written in Uncertainty. Hey, and- I also believe, just real quick, not to interrupt you, I apologize, but um, I believe that Elder Scrolls Off the Record is back. Oh, they're back. Yep. Fantastic. Give them some love. There you go. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, myself at JibsIRL, Cash at LoreSeekerCash with a K, and most importantly, the podcast at LoreSeekersCast. Thank you for everybody hanging out here in chat. Thank you for the new follows. Thank you for all of you who continue to listen on a weekly basis. And uh, you know what? Great things are coming next week. I have a feeling it's going to be good. I got a feeling too. Pay attention next week. There's some really big stuff that's happening. And I want to throw a special, a very special, and a heartfelt, oh my gosh, super humble thank you to Slash Lurk and the beautiful Jay yeah. for joining us Thanks tonight. Thanks for hanging out. You guys Appreciate are awesome. That. And that meant more than you know. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Agreed. All right. Well, have a great week. Stay safe. And we'll see you. Actually, before we go, stay tuned to our Twitter feed because next week's show should be rather interesting how we do that. So anyway. That's it. Dilly dilly. Chips is going to do it with no pants. With no pants. You heard it first. Gross.
We traveled as a merchant caravan across the southern edge of Hughes Bain and made camp for the night at Tavis Beak. From there, we would branch out into two-person teams and head into the city from its south entrance, from the port. We'd travel light, dressed in traditional garb, so we'd just blend in as locals. Jibs and I had shaved our beards. Painful more for him than I, as he had some strange attachment to his, like it made him a man or something. No matter. We would be inconspicuous and nondescript. We'd be a part of Hughes Bain. And while doing so, we'd listen more than we spoke. We'd pay attention. Watch. Observe. We would mark routes and pattern behaviors. Thanks to Eagle and Manflesh, we knew where Elker had been holding Wolven. Whether or not he was still there, however, was the question. But we still needed to find a way in. Although Elker's operations, run out of a storefront, wasn't what you'd call an impenetrable fortress. There were still guards and security, and we couldn't risk Wolven's health by simply breaking down the door and charging in with sizzling staves and flying daggers. Some time had passed, and we weren't sure if Wolven was still there, or if he was even alive for that matter. We needed to do this methodically. Our agents were spread about the city and set to work. Jibs and I worked apart as to not throw up any red flags to Elker's eyes around town. Jibs set up shop in a room above the Serpent and Sench Tavern and became the intelligence hub of our operation. I decided to take a different approach. I fashioned some tattered robes and rather effectively transformed myself into a beggar. I actually surprised myself at how well I blended into the streets and back alleys of a Boz Landing. It was the perfect cover. Nobody paid any attention to a beggar, not even a second glance. But I'd learned from our business that beggars are the eyes and ears of a city. Want to locate a relic? Ask a beggar. Want to locate a person? Ask a beggar. So, I became one. The best information we'd received arrived a few days into our operation. It was from Eagle and Flesh. They'd made contact with Elker's cronies regarding any new contracts he may have for them. In passing, during the visit, Eagle had unassumingly inquired about the live cargo they had delivered to Elker and what might have become of him. The unsuspecting bandit thought nothing of the inquiry, since Eagle and Flesh were technically part of Elker's crew. They learned that Wolven had been moved from a Boz Landing to a cave somewhere, and that Elker had planned to use him as slave labor in a mining operation. Eagle and Flesh decided to end their questions there, so they wouldn't sound too inquisitive. But this information was vital. They had confirmed that Wolven was still alive. If Elker had planned to use him as slave labor, we at least knew that he'd keep him in somewhat decent health as to make the best use of him. This would definitely make any possible hasty extraction easier if Wolven could escape under his own two feet. But it also meant we'd still have to remain in Hughes Bain to gather intel on his location. Where were they holding him? Where was this secret mining operation? We'd just have to wait and listen. The days were long. 
Each night, we'd convene in a new location, but only those of us that had information to share, so it wasn't the same group meeting each night. We'd pass along information during the day via dead drops, so everyone knew where the meeting location would be. Regular check-ins on the daily to make sure everyone was safe. But other than that, we all split off in different directions each night. On the fifth night, we hit the jackpot. We were sitting at a table in a quiet corner at the Serpent and Cinch. Gianna Muse, who had been posing in the square as an oyster cart merchant, walked into the tavern and made her way over to the table. She took a seat and placed her bag of oysters on the floor next to her. She looked over her right and left shoulder, assuring no prying ears were about. Satisfied with her operational security, Gianna leaned into the table with a determined look in her eyes. We all stared at her, breathless. Based on her discreet actions, we knew she had something. I found Elker's mine, she whispered intently, looking at each of us in turn with a slight grin. Excuse me, what? Jib said quietly. It's in the North Hills, near the Lost Pavilion. Gianna said as she slid a crudely drawn map toward him on the table. Gianna then began to tell her tale. Apparently, she had overheard two vagabond-looking redguards in the square talking about gaining mercenary employment as security for some new mining operation just outside of Hughes Bane. She couldn't quite catch everything they were saying because of the busy market square, but apparently... Several flawless garnets had been pulled out of this mine, and a local collector had been funding a mining operation there that required mercenaries to provide security day and night. Gianna had slyly followed one of the mercenaries to his shift at the mine, and she had kept her distance while trailing him to the location. She had taken position on a large rock outcropping above the entrance, where she would be concealed. She confirmed there was, indeed, a mine at the location. Carts of rocks came out of the mouth of the cave on the regular, as if a busy operation was taking place inside. Although she didn't see any signs of woven, it was just too coincidental that the information we had gathered had led to this. This must be the place. We ordered Gianna a stiff drink and congratulated her on a job well done. Then, the planning continued, right there in the tavern. We were aware of any possible prying eyes, but we quietly mapped out our approach based on Gianna's reconnaissance. We'd set out the very next morning for the hills. If Wolven was indeed there, we would find him. We knew the risks of this operation, but we also knew the reliquary. We'd been through a lot. Our agents were tested, and for this operation hand-selected. We'd be all right, but we'd need to be on point. The stage was set. If this was it, it was high time we'd settled this brewing score once and for all.